Hi there, I'm Casey Smith and you're listening to Shoulder Charge, a rugby league podcast. On the show this week, I'm joined by the head coach of Sheffield Eagles, Mark Aston. After five games played, Sheffield Eagles sit just outside the playoffs after having beaten York and Bradford and also drawing to London. We discussed his side starts of the season and the standard of the championship this year. Aston also spoke passionately about where he sees the game going beyond 2022 when the new Sky TV deal kicks in. But you may have seen the Eagles had their game called off due to a number of players testing positive for COVID-19. So I began asking him about the RFL protocols around testing. In terms of like the protocols, uh, you know, the testing, is that like a regular thing that you, your players do? Or is it, you know... We've got a, yeah, yeah, go we've on. Got a test, uh, we've got to test two or three times a week. Right. So, uh, you know, so yeah, we have lateral flow testing um, three times a week. So, yeah, especially coming up to games. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's quite a, it's quite a, a, a rigorous um, ordeal because you've got to come in... Uh, get your test done, get out, come back in when it's negative and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it's been a tough tough task for all the staff to, to be able to administrate it and, and the players. So, yeah, but the the test certainly now testing three times a week leading up to games. Right. So, is that a cost to the club or is that the RFL? Or? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a cost to the club. Right. It's obviously tough. Added, added cost to the club. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, um, you know, it's, it's not something you, you have a budget for, is it? You know, no. What it is, it's, uh, it's a cost to the club, but the, the, the health, the well being of the players is, uh, is, is paramount for everybody, you know? Yeah. And in terms of obviously fans are, will be coming back soon, hopefully it yeah. keeps that way and nothing changes. Uh, in terms of actual um, numbers, is it just going to be limited at the moment to people who've got season tickets, or will will uh, tickets yeah, be on I sale? Think, yeah, I think tickets will be on sale. I think at the beginning it might be limited to uh, all fans, uh, you know, but there'll be social distancing. Yeah, within all of it, so you've got to leave seats, leave rows, and all that sort of stuff. So again, potential. Um, Add on cost because you might have to open up more of the, uh, the the stadium. So yeah, it's uh, now it'll be, we've got to follow the protocols that rugby league set. Yeah. Which is uh, it probably be to start with home fans that are allowed in, not away fans. Yeah. And in terms of forget COVID now, uh, in terms of the starts of the season, you you've had I think you've had quite a good start. You know, beating Brad, smashing Bradford. Doing well against York, drawing with, well, nearly winning against London. You've played some of the better sides, and I think you're fifth right now. Did you expect that, you know, after five oh, games? Well, if you're, you're right, if you'd have been sat here now saying one, two, drawn one out of five, you'd probably, you'd be, you'd be probably happy with that, you know? Yeah. But you know, when you win your first two, <laughs> yeah. your expectations go up a little bit. And, and, you know, the disappointing side is that we were in a position in, 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 in the last three games to, to come away with the, 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 the points and the result as well. 
Yeah, yeah. we'll be in Newcastle, eighteen ten, and we'll be in London yeah. in the last couple of minutes, and then a penalty, and then we'll be in ta- uh, Batley eighteen ten after um, after sixty minutes, sixty minutes. So you know that's the frustration is that we're in, you know we're in, the, the destiny were in his own hands, and we didn't close down the game. So a little bit of frustration, but you know. I've got to say is that the start of the season, the boys have been uh, outstanding. They've worked really hard. They're in, they've been in good. They're in good shape, and I think it helped coming back into the season when we played a game, had a week off, played another game, so it was a bit broken up like that. Uh, and I think part of the you know the uh, probably is undoing of the last three games is that we're playing week to week now, and yeah. I think. Certainly, with one or two people that's coming back after long-term injuries, I think you know they find it difficult to be to be able to train full on after they've played on a Sunday on a Tuesday. So it's it's, it's, you know, it's been tough for us getting back into the to week to week sort of uh, schedule, which you know after twelve months out is tough. So yeah, I, I think you know we've had a relatively decent start, but you know you. you you always want more, don't you? And when yeah. you had two great results like we did against two of the teams that are expected to be there and thereabouts, and then a draw against London uh, or a full-time team and expected to be there and thereabouts, I think you'd be rel- you know, relatively happy with that. But, you know, the battle is playing well, you know, and, and that's the thing with the Championship this year. The competition is a good competition. Uh, yeah. There's some good teams that recruited really well and, you know, on the day, anybody can beat anybody. So if you don't turn up and perform uh, to, to your maximum for, for, for 80 minutes, you, you could get beat. Yeah. Um, and obviously the championship's not been on since like 2019. Uh, but in terms of your squad, I think you've kept pretty much like the bulk of the same squad you know, since 2019. And obvi- you've added new players, obviously, but a lot of... Um, of other teams in the competition, you know, they've gone, for, you know, got a lot of new players in. Do you think that's been an advantage, you know, keeping the same side who know it, how to play with each other and things like that? Yeah, I certainly think that has helped. Uh, you know, building a relationship takes time. And I think when you look at uh, James Glover and Ryan Miller, and, you know, they were together before, obviously, the... the horrific injury James Glover had. Uh, but, you know, in the first five games, you can tell that they did have a relationship and an understanding. And I think it does take time, you know, and I think Isaac Farrell, who's, who's really stood up to the mark this year, relationship, partnership with, with Dax is only going to get stronger the more they play together. So, yeah, I think it was an important thing that we kept the nucleus, the majority of the squad from 2019 took it forward, which were always there was some a nice balance of experience and people that's played championship. And then we wanted to fix that little bit of youth in, which we have done. We have people like uh, Travis Corian and, and Ryan Johnson, Jordan Paul, uh, Harry Tyson, all these sort of kids and ad lads, uh, renders and all that. So you know, we wanted to fix the the, the, the youth into it to to again to. Uh, to give us the enthusiasm and the, the competition for places. 
and, and help them develop to what I believe is someone who will become very, very, very good championship players. So, yeah, that was certainly a focus on as well, what's effectively a youth thing, um, to, to challenge the seniors and, and start developing players again from the bottom to, to getting ready so we can get the, the, the consistency by having the continuity, I guess. Yeah, and in terms of expectations for the season, you know, I think there's an extra place for playoffs this year. We're top top six now, I think it is. You yeah. know, there's we've seen already in the championship. You know, crazy results. York have not had a not of the best of starts. London have been hit and miss. Yeah. Widnes have been well seventy yeah. <laughs> nil. Yeah, um, you know, where do you? Top six seems, you know, it's up for grabs to me. It's like, you know, a realistic finish. Yeah, I think, I think that, like I said, the competition's that good. You, you, you know, you know, Featherstone, you know, St. Louis are going to be there yeah. about. London will get better, there's no doubt about it. York will get better. So, there's, and obviously, then there's Bradford and the Halifax, you know, all these teams have invested heavily in getting the squads right. But there's teams. Us, Batleys, all these sort of teams that, that, that can topple anybody on the day. And, and, that, and that's it. You know, is there, is there scope for us to get in the top six? 100%. You know, we've got nothing to fear. I haven't seen anything to worry about, you know, except for ourselves. Um, so, yeah, I think there is opportunity. There's going to be opportunity for somebody to sneak in. And I think, yes, you, you know, you're... you're we're in May now. There's only June, July, August, September. There's only four months already of the season left. So there's only 20 odd games this year. We're, you know, we're nearly quarter, nearly quarter way through the season already. You know what I mean? So, you know, this team's going to. Uh, we've been quite fortunate to late with injuries and, and all that. You know, injuries are going to play a part in this season as well. And the team that can get a run together, Bradley's doing it now. We've got four out of five. Um, you know, they're, they're going to be a threat come the end because points in the back are good points, you know, they're good points. Yeah. Uh, and you referred to, obviously, the younger players you've signed uh, for this year. What are they going to add to the side? Enthusiasm. Enthusiasm, definitely. Uh, the, 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 the want to be the best they can be. The, you know, the want to develop and, and we love that. You know, when we talk to some of these kids and, and, and you know the feedback and, and, and you know we see him young Ryan Johnson who's probably played three or four of the games he probably we probably only expected him to play four or five throughout the year he's played four or five of the first four or five if you know what I'm saying so you know he's, he's, he, that'll put him in good stead it shows him the level it shows him the sort of shit he's got to be in and He's only going to get better from that. Jordan Ball made his debut last week, scored on his debut. Kid that were in our scholarship system years ago, left, went to <laughs> Castleford. Yeah. Now he's come back into our system, you know. So his first game the other day, you know, these are going to get better. We've got Max Clark and Chris Ball, two kids that we signed from London. These are, these are the future, absolutely no qualms about it. But like anything, can't just keep training. They need to play rugby. We need to give them some game time. We need to see where they're at, and 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 then you know, plot 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 the uh, the development pathway for them 
to get them ready, you know, to, to play championship because, as I've always spoke about, you know, no, no young kid on the block. The first year between zero and five games, second year, five to ten, third year, ten plus, fourth year, needs to be ready to play a championship. So some of these guys are on the journey of that now. And, um, you know, the enthusiasm, the commitment, the, uh, the attitude to do the little things is, is what we love about the job that we do, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and in recent weeks, there's been news of a, a potential TV deal for the championship. Uh, what what do you what do you make? Have you heard anything about that? What what do you make of that? Not really. I just hope it's um, it's considering the, the players. Yeah. But it needs to be playing at the right time, right places, and, and all that sort of thing. I know, I hope it's worth multi million pounds. <laughs> yeah. That's what we all hope. You know, because uh, money makes the world go round, and the Sky Deal has been announced now, hasn't it? Yeah. That's dropped. Which will have an impact on the lower grades. Yeah. Well. So, you know, I, I, let's hope that they get the deal that they want from whoever it is. And let's hope, make sure that the, the door are, mind, are very mindful of, of um, the player welfare, that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's played on the right on the right days and that yeah. the players can get the right preparation for it. I think the last time they had it, I think it was on Thursdays, uh, but probably. Yeah. I don't know if they do that again, you know, with Super League. There's a lot of Super League games on Thursday these days. But... Yeah, there is, there is. But you see, again, money talks. And if there's loads of money in it, you know, you, you, you work with the um, the broadcasters. Yeah. If there's not a lot of great deal of money in it. And let's make sure we look after the, the most important ingredients, which is the players. Yeah. And the clubs. And the clubs. Um, and the fans. Yeah. And the fans. Yeah. And in terms of that Sky uh, TV deal, obviously, a lot of a lot less. I think it's ten million quid less a year or something like that for Super League, obviously. But then there's talk that there's not going to be any filtered down. Where do you actually see out the 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 game outside of Super League going, like beyond twenty twenty two? to amateurs and that's the big concern for the game and, and again it's too top heavy we need to make sure we look after the game at the, at the grassroots we need to make sure we look after the game at the, the semi-professional which only then strengthens the um, the top of the game you know yeah. Super you've got to have a wide base you know when you build houses you put foundations down the foundations is the community yeah and also there's the semi-professional game. The uh, the roof is is what 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 Super League is all about. That's that's the nice bigger picture. But we need unified. We need the game unity, strength as people talk about. We need to have the unity in the sport and and, and yeah, look after the game, not just the big hitters, if you like. Yeah, surely now uh, Super League has got to come under the RFL because you how can you know the the Super League clubs take obviously there's, it's there's the deals for them, but they rely on all the other teams just as well as what they produce. You know, it, yep. it's got to be a, a giant effort, surely. I just go back to the statement I just said there. Unity is strength. Yeah. If you haven't got unity, you've got no strength. 
and I've never agreed with the, 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 the parting of ways. No. I think as a game, we've got more to deliver than just Super League. You can see what's happening with women's uh, rugby now, which is outstanding. Yeah. You can see what's happening with wheelchair rugby, which is outstanding. You can see at the World Cup that there's going to be some legacy funding to help the community game. Yeah. Got to be. Oh, it's not about. You know, when they build towers, do they have a. Uh, just have one thing tower, or do they have a wide base? And that's. You know, if there's a wider base, there's more, less chance of it falling over. And, and that's how I look at it. That's why pyramids were built like they were yeah. built, isn't it? A strong base. And without a base, uh, you haven't got anything. The base is, for me, is the game. Yeah, I, f- I think the championship is actually more exciting than Super League this year anyway. You know, you don't know yeah, what no. results are going to come up. Yeah, and, and, and a lot of people are saying that. And, and, and that's the thing, isn't it, you know? You look about what's the difference over in in, in, um, in NRL and all that, you never actually know, you know, there's not many teams always finish at the bottom. It's always, you know, mixed up and all that sort of thing. But, I think that um, that's what people want. They don't want to see the big divide. They want a competition that the bottom team can beat the top team. And, and if you get that too lopsided, then I think people probably do lose a little bit of interest. I think what you've got with the championship now, I mean, you look at the Featherson versus York game the other night, they scored at the last play with a charge down, yeah. um, a charge down kick that had dropped the goal for York to win. And Bellison charged it down and went full length and scored and won the game. So there's that sort of excitement. I'm not saying it in Super League because there were one other day, Cass and Salford, yeah. or one where Cass played all kicks and rollers, which was a close uh, played 100 minutes or so. So I know it is out there, but they don't want blowouts now, you know. And again, oh, what's happening over there? And we've, we've got to carry on developing his own player. We've got to work hard on fetching the next generation through. Got to work hard on giving kids a pathway. Why do we need to limit how many pathways we've got? I don't understand. Yeah. Anybody should be able to run as, look, as long as they run it correctly. Uh, what level they run that at is all about what they can afford and that. But, you know, all you're doing if you're running a pathway is giving a kid a dream, an opportunity to progress. What is wrong with that? Yeah. I think there's over the years of experiences, you know, we've learned things. Do we have a scholarship? Or do we have a scholarship that's a, a centre of excellence, but maybe don't play games? They play with the amateur the amateur clubs, because if you kill off the amateur clubs, you've lost the game. You know, you've got to keep the game strong at, at the grassroots, which is amateurs. So do we leave the kids in the, in the, in the clubs or actually come and get some expert training? some experienced training at a club for a centre of excellence, but play the games with the mates and play the games with the, 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 the club so that the amateur club is strong. Yeah. Maybe some, some full put thought there, you know? Yeah. So you've had you've cancelled training because of these positive tests. When yeah. is there a set return date for that, or is it all up in the air? Uh, no, no, we'll start again next week. So. Right. Uh, we've stood everybody down for this week. Uh, the boys are all, the staff and everybody's getting PCR tests just so we know that everybody's clean and clear of the, the, the thing and then we'll start again next week and build up to the, the, the first 
Yeah. Mark Aston there. Now then, on to all the action from round six. And there's only one Super League game to review, with obviously all the rest of the fixtures are being played tonight. And in front of crowds for the first time in over a year. So hopefully that all goes well. But let's talk about Friday night's match. It were Leeds v Wakefield and it were Leeds who came out on top. But they needed to do it in Golden Point and it was a penalty that was in controversial circumstances. So we might as well start with a decision because it were Jay Pitts who were penalised for, for the ball steal. The problem being, for me, there was actually nothing wrong with the ball steal itself. You know, it was a one-on-one and he took the ball. However, the ref had called held and then subsequently you know within a matter of moments Jay Pitts then stole it after that now it wasn't as if he'd you know the the call it was kind of simultaneous but you know the ref got in there just a bit before he stole the ball but it was all quick pace so you know, it it was a matter of seconds, if not, you know, less than a second. But, you know, apparently the tackle was complete, but the player who was tackled, he still had momentum, he was still moving. He was. And, and, the ball-carrying arm was apparently on the ground, but also, that were very contentious, because... I don't think you could tell definitively either way whether it was or not. And for a game to be decided on that decision, you know, it seems desperately unfair. I don't think many people like this new ball steel rule anyway. You know, there's a load of negatives attached to it. But, you know, that's the rules and one minute you'll be rewarded for it and then the next... You'll be punished for it. So players are unsure what to do. And, you know, when you're in that situation, it's no good, is it? Especially when you're trying to win a game, not in form. And did you see Chris Chester after the match? How devastated was he? He kept look. I thought he was actually going to cry on her. And obviously, you know, I really I really felt sorry for him because he's, he's mentioned already, you know, all this social media abuse that he's received. And it looked like he really was struggling. And I don't know what Wakefield expect really because, you know, uh, Wakefield, they don't have, they're not a St. Helens, are they? They don't have the biggest budget. They've got quite a good squad. But at the same time, they've got, they've got the main man, Tom Johnston, out injured. But you see them battling every single week. And they're getting closer each time. You feel it's going to come and... It was just another very tight game that they just was on the wrong end of. And it went went to Golden Point. But let's talk about Golden Point because... To me... Now I've seen a lot of Super League games that have gone to Golden Point. I think I've seen most of them. I've not seen them all. And I don't have the definitive stats on this. But, to me, the team who has who opts to have the possession first, 
they always seem to lose. And the ones who get the ball second, I'm pretty sure they usually win. Correct me if I'm wrong. If that's wrong, then tell me. But, you know, it's only going off what I've remembered watching. But I'm pretty sure that the teams who have the possession second usually end up winning. And should a game really be decided on that? Or, you know, whoever gets the luckiest decision, whoever gets the rub of the green, shall I say. Either I've, I've seen on uh, Twitter that some people suggesting, you know, why don't we have golden try? And at least that would actually, you know, you'd have to actually create something rather than it being handed to you. It all seems like a bit desperate, you know, quick, get up the field and boot it over the sticks. Surely, you know, we should be rewarding good play rather than sort of desperation. It's it's not it's not the best way forward. It might add a bit of drama, but there's better ways of winning games. And the amount of dejectedness that Wakefield had after that game, they didn't deserve to feel that way. And that may affect them in the next coming games when they could well have had a point and they might have been... They wouldn't have been happy with the point. They'd have won a one. But they wouldn't have had that horrible feeling that they just lost. Well, they did lose. They did lose. And then it's piling on the pressure. A draw is the way forward, surely. Now then, that was it for the Super League because, as I referred to earlier, they're all playing tonight. And you may be listening to this and have a you know, already seen the results. But, you know, into the championship, to lose, they smashed Whitehaven 66-0. To lose, I think, yeah, they, they've won every match so far this year. In their last two games, the points scored, it's 146. And they've conceded none either. Absolutely unstoppable form. I think... In Toulouse's matches so far, obviously we didn't have the Featherstone one that were postponed. And the London one, well, London forfeited it. It's only Halifax who have actually come close. Against Toulouse, it were 44 points to 34. So even when Halifax come close, Toulouse it still score 44 points. So who's actually going to challenge Toulouse? I can't see anybody beating them at the moment. So good luck to Swinton because they're playing them next and it'll be at Harewood Broad in a Toulouse home game. I think Swinton might need the luck to be honest. No disrespect. Also in the Championship, London beat Batley 40 points to 6. Now I think this is a great result for London because they've been hit and miss so far this season. And I was wondering how, you know, will they actually come good or will they fall back into falling outside the playoffs perhaps? Because Batley have been on good form, you know, they won four on the spin. They just got that win against Sheffield last week. But remember, I did mention against Batley, they hadn't faced a proper test as of yet. The wins came against oh, the likes of Oldham, Newcastle. I think, yeah, they might have beat Swinton as well, not too sure. It was the first real test and they came up short and they didn't 
they didn't come close to winning really did they which is to be expected because London are full time and they seem to be finding the stride now but Batley will be disappointed but I think Batley have got a couple less uh, tough fixtures coming up so you'd expect them to keep their uh, form going even with this little setback they've had but yeah Batley are doing good but I, I did wonder um, how they would do against a so-called better side. The other remaining fixture in the Championship, because also some are being played tonight too, it was Witness v York. And then Witness, they were winning at half-time. They were beating York. Can you believe that? Well, you can when you see the full-time score, because it was 35-14 to York. So, it's another scoreless performance in the second half from Widnes. Yet another loss. Now, Simon Finnegan, the Widnes coach, he speaks about the effort. He speaks about the lack of available players. But come on, all coaches going into this season, new injuries will be playing a part. I've spoken to a few coaches this season already, Craig Lingard. I've spoken to the Oldham chairman, Mark Aston. All these people are telling me, you know, we've assembled a larger squad than usual because because of COVID, because we don't know when get, what games are going to go ahead, whether people are going to be out. And then you've got the injuries on top of that. Now, I'm not saying witness have got any COVID-related illnesses, but they've got injuries. So if they can't cope with the injuries, then... You know, God forbid if COVID does strike witness, then, you know, they're going to be in in the SH1T, shall we say. Has there been a failure to prepare? And is there a lack of fitness in the squad? I think it's a massive, massive mistake to not have a large enough squad in this season, especially... So I I don't think you can bemoan the fact that players are out, to be honest, because everybody knew what the deal was going to be. To be fair, though, uh, if Widnes weren't in such bad form, you know, if Widnes was actually doing well this season, I think York would still be favourites. And 35-14 is not a... It's not a drubbing. But it now, we've... We're seeing a very similar trend 